What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to CGX Cast. This is episode 11. And my goodness, we have so, so much to talk about today. Um, we have a full panel, so you guys can see we have some awesome people here. Uh, it would be pretty cool. We're going to get to them in a bit uh, just to check what they're playing and see how they are doing. But I just want to let you guys know the format of this podcast. So we try to cover all of the cloud gaming platforms here. So you're talking about Google Stadia, you're talking about GeForce Now, the newly introduced Luna, xCloud, Shadow PC, if we have news for it, and you know whatever else there is out there. Um, so if you guys like this video, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, because we do this every Saturday at 2 p.m. And also, these awesome guys that are on this panel, too, you can see their names and uh, their channels in the description. So make sure you subscribe to them as well and take a look. So to get started, let's just see how y'all on the panel are doing. Let's start with Mark. How are you doing? What are you playing? Howdy, howdy. I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I have been checking out this week, actually, Rocket League, the whole Epic um, Epic Store like refreshed it in my mind I, I used to play a bit in the past turns right. out still pretty decent so gave that a go um and i don't think they advertised enough that if you got it from the epic game store they gave you 10 pounds of epic credit as yeah. well and i was like yeah. oh okay so you, you're gonna pay me <laughs> that's <laughs> fine it, yeah. works for me um and i'm proud to say well, proud is probably a strong word based on how the conversation today's gonna go uh i have been playing a bit of stadia uh, i finally jumped into strange brigade which was a pro game uh, yeah. this month yeah um yeah fi- finally jumped into some some stadia played uh clocked a few hours and that was pretty good held nice. my attention for a little while i'm not sure right. if i'm going back <laughs> <laughs> cool cool good to hear from you mark how about you ben what have you been playing how have you been doing sir Oh, you know, I, I've been doing good. Same as Mark. I got into Rocket League a little bit this week and used my $10 credit already. I, I ended up uh, super hot. My Control Delete was on sale for 15 Ooh. bucks, so I paid 5 bucks for it with that credit. So nice. figured nice. that would be a good game. Cool. Cool. That is awesome. Any other platforms that you've been testing out? Any other games? Um, It's been a pretty crazy week trying to catch up at work. Um, so not, not too much been following all the news on Luna. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to Luna in a bit. I know that's a pretty hot, uh, item right now on cloud game to talk about, but yeah, we're going to check in with the panel and see what everyone has to say about Luna, but let's check in with Jerry. How are you today, sir? What have you been playing? Oh, what's up guys? I'm doing good. Um, so interesting, this whole thing with Epic and Rocket League, I'm in the same boat. It, kind of just refreshed everything for me i saw it on there i wanted the ten dollar coupon uh downloaded it and playing it on geforce now and on my pc again because i hadn't even set up my cross uh, platform progression yet uh, which is a new feature but it didn't just drop with that but it is still fairly new so i set all that up at the same time and uh just completely got me back into that game with the cross platform and with that whole epic thing and i can tell it's popular because the video I put out that I thought would be like, no one's going to watch it. Like people are commenting and commenting and commenting and like, yeah, Epic and Rocket League. It's just like, it feels like everybody's kind of been waiting for it. So that's, nice. that's pretty much what I've been playing. That is awesome. It's pretty cool to see people hopping on Rocket League for sure. How about you, Duncan? How you been, sir? And what have you been playing? I have been a great this week. I haven't getting 
no abuse on Twitter at all. And uh, I have been playing uh, a range of games. I've actually been playing Stadia. I've just remembered I actually stuck in a load of hours in Destiny 2 and we have in the build up to the, the next expansion coming out. And I've been been playing a bit on uh, the Xbox as well. But it's it's been a, it's been a it's been an interesting week, and I can't actually wait to get stuck into the topics here tonight. <laughs> So you're a big Destiny guy, it sounds like. Every time we check in with you, it seems like that's a game that you keep kind of going back to. Huh. So you excited about all the new expansion coming? Yeah, I'm not a big, big Destiny guy. I just go in and just shoot people. That's that's all I do. I don't worry about the story. I'm just running about just shooting shooting people and doing a bit of uh, dipping in and out. I, I I wouldn't be able to tell you what the story is or what's going on. I'm just, I'm just going in to enjoy things. That's awesome. That's awesome. How about you, uh, Chief? What you've been up to? What you've been playing lately? Uh, I spent many hours dying over and over again, wondering who the hell was shooting me in hell at least. That game is brutal, man. Absolutely brutal. Um, and yeah, obviously I had to go and claim my $10 free or £10 free on the Epic Games Store and hopped into Rocket League and even my kids have had a go at Rocket League. You know, I didn't even know that they'd seen it on YouTube or anything, but as soon as they saw it on my screen, they're like, Rocket League, I've got to have a play of that. And it's like, damn, that's a hard game. I can see why it's an eSport. Yeah. It's very addictive, very fast-paced. It's an awesome game and for it to be free and well, to, as Mark said, to get paid to play it and <laughs> give you $10 credit, which is always handy on the Epic Games Store because... And the last time I got um, control with the £10 difficult, uh, gift card, so I think I only ever paid 15 nice. quid for control, which is a nightmare because I <laughs> wish I'd waited for the Ultimate Edition now, yeah. but never mind. Um, and I keep dipping back into Avengers. I'm, I'm going to complete that campaign at some point, so yeah, I keep dipping back into Avengers What do you play well. in Avengers on? Uh, GeForce okay. now. Holt, sir, how are you? What have you been playing? I'm great, but I've been consuming so much news on the game and from this week. So I focused on um, the Flight Simulator 2020. So mm. the news, I'm getting ready to prepare for the new patch in Japan, which is coming out on the 29th of September. So I've just been doing some challenges, ready to start flying over the beautiful cities of Sendai, Takamatsu, Tokushima, Tokyo, um, what's the one? Yokohama, and you know, there's one more, but you know, it's, it's been it was on the Tokyo Game Show, so I thought to myself, I'll dive right in, relax, consume some news. Nice. So, how does that game work? Do they just keep updating like locations and eventually, right? Well, how, how there's, there's, work? there's world patches. So, on the Tokyo Game Show, they said that Japan's going to be the first one they're going to upgrade, so it's going to be six new cities, a few new challenges, and a few new airports around Japan. So I guess in a few months we'll see some new locations and it's just going to be constantly patched all through the year. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Right, cool. So I've been just, I haven't really been gaming much actually this week. I don't know why. I think like Host was saying, I've just been too busy following the news and again, just being content creator, trying to make content. You sometimes hardly have time to play games, but yeah, I'm excited, though. I told Chief today, man, there's just so much fun things to talk about. And I think this podcast is going to be quite interesting. So to get started, we're going to look at GeForce Now to begin with. Um, And again, 12 games, 
was announced with GeForce Now this week. And some of the people on here has mentioned a big one, which is a game that was free, an Epic Game Store. And again, you got played to pretty much <laughs> claim this game. So you can't go wrong with this. And that game is Rocket League, right? And you have Rollercoaster Tycoon 3. Um, you have Assassin's Creed Chronicles India. You have the Sega 4-5, Left 4 Dead 2, Legend of Heroes, Tomb Raider, Portal Royale, and Pathologic 2. A lot of games. So I want to know for the people in this panel, what are your thoughts on the GeForce Now news? What are your thoughts on these games? Does anyone even played any of these games or are you guys even looking forward to it so to get started we'll look at holds what's your take on the GeForce now news for the week of course uh, the two games that i was looking forward to got skipped off the list and of course i'm going to say the sky of four and five aren't i they're just amazing games they are tactical jrpgs that i'm really excited that came to geforce now because there's a new one from the tokyo game show that got announced the sky of six and with hope so i'm starting to think if these games are now coming to PC and then services like Game Pass and GeForce Now, I'm like, it's a, it's going to be a great thing to look next year and go, this game is going to come out for me. So mm. I played them. I bought the Sky of Five cheap, and I've been playing it on GeForce Now, even though I forgot I was only playing a few weeks on Game Pass. So I actually double dipped again. <laughs> what do you like about the How do you say it? the Sega? Right? The Sky. It's just it, it's. The sky, it's just the characters are just so amazing. Epic storylines, you'll see characters that I've not really seen in games before. And every time I play a battle, there's just so much humor. I'm literally laughing myself to death. It's that funny, and it's it's so tactical. There's a bit of everything to suit, and yeah. And each time a new disguise comes out, it's just you think it can't get any better, but then there's more features, and, that, and it just you know, just I think it's an epic game. That is awesome. I haven't tried it, but yeah, you guys who are watching right now give it a shot if you're into uh games like that i i would call it a japanese rpg or, or how would you yeah I'd say, I'd say, so it's, it's so it's a tactical game you move your characters around the grid you've got spells roles and stuff like that so if you like tactical games it'd be for you cool 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 how about you duncan what are your thoughts on the g first now news have you played any of this 12 games announced I haven't said any of the games announced, but the games I'm looking forward to will be boring here because everybody's going to mention it. Bar holds there, it's going to be Rocket League, and yeah. it will. Uh, it's actually something old school. Just brings me back to a number of years ago, and it's to me other underworld because I still I've played so far into that and actually haven't completed it. So I think this might give me the kick up the butt to uh, get it actually completed now. Cool, cool. And don't forget, for the people who are watching here, uh, every week Epic has free games, right? And Rocket League was one of those free games where you can claim and use the free GeForce Now model to play those games. So you can literally play games for free with GeForce Now. But I want to check in with Ben. What are your thoughts on these 12 games coming to GeForce Now? Have you played any of them? I'm, I'm excited to see them bring, you know, bundles of games you know groups of games every week which is, is crazy considering the 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 phase they went through back in march and april right um so they're just really picking up the pace um i grabbed brother coaster tycoon and i grabbed rocket league because you know they were free um haven't played roller coaster tycoon yet but it looks like it would be something fun to play um i i like the casual games light and easy you know cool cool 
Mark, how about you, sir? These 12 games, have you played any? And what's your take on GeForce Now news? I am the exact same as Ben, <laughs> which sounds cheap. I went in and grabbed the free one. So Rocket League is so easy to just jump back into. Like I haven't played that probably in over a year. Uh, and I've, I've probably played about 15, 20 games of it uh, in the last couple of days. And within that, like came out as like the top scorer in most of those matches. So I was like, well, I'm better than I remember or everyone else is just new to this and they're, they're pretty bad. But like almost perfecting the, you know, the off the line first to the ball and then straight in the other team's goal without like nobody else has had a chance to move. Managed to pull that off multiple times. So I was like, so that made me enjoy it a bit more. And and Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh, I said, if you're like right. a, a 90s kid, this is just like nostalgia for you. Like this, yeah. this was like one of my first PC games where we had it on a CD-ROM and like had it for years and years. And I'd always go back and reinstall it because it was just fun to mess around, like get all of your visitors into the park then remove the exit and make them everyone unhappy because they can't leave or like take away all the toilets and just see what happens. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, both of those roller coasters I haven't jumped into yet, but I'll, uh, I'll I'll wait basically until I've got like a, a day where I've got nothing to do, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sink like ten hours of just mindless fun into that. And I'll, I'll, both of these I've been playing on uh, on Shadow. Nice. Shadow, do you first now? I've been playing them on Shadow. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> but uh, uh, actually, uh, so Rocket League is a really good one for uh, phone. Oh, I've said there's only certain things I'll play on my phone. Right. It needs to be a certain type of game. That is right. perfect. Things like um, Fall Guys is great on the phone, but that one would be like a, a key choice for on the phone in the That's Razer cool. Kiji. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome. How about you, Chief? What are your thoughts on these 12 games? Have you played any? Yeah, as I said before, I've been playing... Uh... Was it Rocket League? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, as Mark said, um, I grew up with Roller Coaster Tycoon, so I just had to go and purchase it. I probably will play it at some point, but it's going to sit on my shelf for some time. I think it's great that they've got 12 games. It's quite a jump from last week. I know they've been busy with uh, RTX and stuff, but it does show that people are coming back to the platform and i think this is the third week running that a game has returned to the yeah. platform that was originally removed yeah so it is good news that publishers are taking it a bit more serious and or as we've seen on twitter a lot of people complaining to publishers that it's not available on geforce now and them caving for that pressure and bringing the games back so i think tides are finally shifting and obviously if you are watching this and a game that you want is not on geforce now don't bug NVIDIA, go bug the publisher. It's all on them. True, true. Cool, cool. And you, Jerry, what's your take on the GeForce Now news and what games have you been playing out of all 12? Um, so everybody has said it, basically, but uh, Chief was the last one to grab the one that I thought was interesting that I'm seeing on Twitter as well. The trend is changing quickly that the army of people are diverting to publishers, and you can, you can see it on their pages where they're like, wait a minute, stop yelling at NVIDIA, nothing's happening, and let's run over here, and they start yelling over here, and then they get their game on there. And I've been telling people the same thing in comments and on Twitter. Go yell at the publishers, tell them to click their little button and and put it on there. Yeah. Um, of course, Rocket League, but I'll just speak to the way that the game plays on GeForce now um, because I'm huge into the latency and playing locally and all that kind of stuff. And I thought the experience on there was really good. And to echo what Mark was saying, that's a good game on the phone. 
I was playing it a bit on on my phone as well, and it it actually translates pretty well there. I can't play like a Call of Duty on my phone; it's it's horrible for me. Uh, but Rocket League was was pretty good, and of course, same thing. I'm old, so Roller Coaster Tycoon. I played that stuff in the '90s as well, uh, just like everybody else. I had all my consoles, but there were certain games back then you just couldn't play on a console, so I'd run over to the PC and spend freaking way too many hours on those games, but. So all good news this week for GeForce Now. Again, a variety in the list, something for everybody. They keep bringing stuff back, and they've kept their promise, so I don't have any complaints for them. They keep on going. They're doing well. True, true. Good point. It seems like Rocket League is that game that stood out for everyone for GeForce Now this week, and I myself played it too. And I do have to say, Mark, I don't know know what it is, but there's this thing of when you haven't played that game for a long time, you go back and play it, you become like a a god like your your skills are just so good and then you know like it fades out after like you know second or third third attempt but that's how i was till i went back and i was scoring goals that i like was like how the hell am i doing this but yeah that's a fun one guys and it's pretty cool to see uh what you guys are saying about people just changing their minds about GeForce Now and going back to the publishers and telling them, hey, you know, bring your games to GeForce Now. Again, like we've been saying here, if you guys want your games to be in GeForce Now, if you guys want to play games that you've already purchased, make sure you go knocking at the publisher's door and uh, making that request for them to bring it on GeForce Now. All right, so that's GeForce Now news. If I'm missing anything, people on the panel hop on. But we have so much to cover that I just want to keep moving forward. So we're going to get right into Google Stadia. Again, there's a lot to talk about here. To begin, a lot of games was announced for Stadia. I mean, I can go down the list and name some of them. We have Cake Batch. We have, I don't know how to say this, P-H-O-G-S, Fogs. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have <laughs> Ari in the Secret Seasons. So many games. I believe they announced more than five games, right? Just want to know for you guys on this panel, with all these games announced for Stadia, this other Stadia news that we'll cover, but let's just talk about these games. Are you guys excited about these games coming to Google Stadia platforms? So we'll start. These are Stadia Makers yes. games. Yes, these are all of the Stadia Makers games that was announced. And I, I'm seeing somewhere around six, correct me if I'm wrong, probably is more than that. But what are your thoughts about these games coming to Google Stadia, the Stadia Makers games? So we'll start off with you, Mark. What's your thoughts on these games coming to Stadia? It's probably going to be nice and quick for me because I don't have any extensive thoughts, honestly. I know they're the Stadia Maker games. So they're they're purposely smaller studios and publishers. So they they are more indie titles, which I'm fine with, and I'm 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 down to support like a, a decent indie game. It's just none of these particularly caught my eye, really, other than weirdly out of that list, Cake Bash. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but the rest just not really for me. Okay. I know they always try and obviously they're they're casting a wide net. They're trying to get um, like a little bit of content for everyone, something that everyone could enjoy. Uh, this time it it just they missed me. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Holtz? What's your take on all these games that was announced for Stadia? Oh, there's three games that I was looking forward to, and I'm glad you said it. We I showed my niece and nephew, we're roughly the age about seven, Fogs, 
And they were just laughing their heads off of a, of a two-body dog. And I was looking at it thinking, so I was, that is so fun. Good puzzler. Two people can play. And it, the ragdoll mechanics, like the physics of just rolling around and falling off edges, made me, I'll be screaming in laughter with that game. And I also showed them Cake Bake. And with having di- having different like table stop styles and fighting pigeons and knocking fillings off cakes, I just thought that's a game I can just sort of have a royal rumble with the younger audience. So I'm glad really these games are coming, and I'm a big supporter for like indie titles. But yeah. one game that I'm looking for is Arian: Secret of the Seasons because that game just looks good to me, and I like the idea of um, open platformer worlds where I can sort of go around to different areas with different mechanics and it sort of reminds me of the same comedy in open world that you'd see in like Jack and Dexter because in Jack and Dexter he could change he could use Mako and use like different elements of use and they had like quirky sages so when I see the guardians in this and they're all quirky old and this youthful character I thought I really want to play that it looks really good 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 well I I'm I'm glad that these games interest you. I was curious to see like who from the panel is gonna like these like like these games. I'm glad that again you like them. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on these games coming to Stadia? There's, I'm gonna wear two hats here. Duncan the gamer, I would play two of them, and it's the two Coke Sync games, the Cake Bash and Frogs. I think they're gonna be a good laugh. Problem with Kate, uh, Cake Bash, it's a multiplayer game and it's not a pro game. So, audience, uh, and it's going to be down to price. And I hate signing up for indie games. And again, because of Stadia, the way they've got us uh, trained, what we're going to say, there are going to be pro games some sometime down the line. So, it, then it puts you off buying them. Uh, Duncan, uh, the, the bigger picture. When did they drop the these uh, game? Uh, the, what, what, <laughs> they dropped it like a like an hour or two after the Bethesda deal, which yeah. Microsoft yeah. did, and you're yeah. going, "Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys for real?" Yeah. So yeah, don't me as a gamer. Yeah, I would play a couple of these uh, games, but I wouldn't buy them because we're. We know they're going to be a pro game at some stage, yeah. and the actual strategy and marketing and everything. Yeah, yikes! <laughs> true, true. How about you, Ben? What's your take on these games that are coming to Google Stadia? Um, I mean, like Duncan said, I mean, if it's not pro, I'm probably not going to get them. But Cake Bash and Fogs are the only ones that actually grabbed my attention at all. Um, I think it would be fun to play with my daughter, you know, trying to get her into video games. She's only four. So um, it, it's it's a younger audience thing for me. Um, anything I can get to play with her, that's great, but I'm not going right. to spend money on it. Um, I'm going to go for free or cheap. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. How about you, Jerry? What's your take on these games coming to Stadia? <sighs> For me, there's nothing really here that I'm going to be excited about as far as the games that they're they're releasing. But just like Mark said, I have no issue with the indie games, the Stadia Maker games coming, fun party games for all kinds of audience. We all want to play those with our kids and stuff, but we're also going to be willing to wait for them to hit pro because it's not a game like Valhalla or something that we want to play day one because two months later we feel like we missed out. So, And also things like this for me, just keep showing the cracks in Stadia's business model more and more. When you have things like Game Pass, 
Luna's business model that we'll talk about later. I won't get into that. Um, and all that it's just showing, I'm going to pay $10 a month plus keep buying all these games, but I'm looking around at all these announcements and all the things these other companies are doing and the business yeah. model for me, just, just, just not working. So, yeah. <laughs> but n- nothing I can be super excited about, but I'm super happy to see games coming because I need them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Good point. Good point. How about you, uh, chief? What's your take on these games coming to the Google Stadia platform? Uh, it's been said several times and it, it's, if it ain't pro, I'm probably not going to bother looking. I'm paying that nine quid a month. I'm not going to buy a little indie game that's going to be free in a week or two or a month or two. Or I don't care when it's free. I might try it then. <laughs> um, you know, personally, it's good that Stadia's getting games, but I'd rather that they were other games. <laughs> and there's nothing that I can... I haven't played Stadia for quite a while because there's just nothing there anymore because of other services to entice me back. I really want Stadia to succeed. It works brilliantly, but the games just aren't there for me. With other services, Game Pass, Uplay Plus, you know, I can play those games for a subscription on multiple other places. I'm not going to buy it again on Stadia. And I've been holding out for Uplay Plus on Stadia. I'm really concerned that that's not going to happen anymore because of other announcements that we're going to come on to. And I'm wondering whether that's why it's been delayed so much. Mm. Have they had another battle on their hands that we Mm. didn't know about? Obviously, we know about it quite publicly now. But where is it? Coming in 2020, time's running out. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the main issue here is contrast for this week. We've had a massive news week. And then Stadia is over here going, we've got Cake Bash. <laughs> yeah. Come, come try Cake. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, by comparison, yeah. it you know, it's it's yeah. not looking great. No, that's, that's a great point, Mark. And I think you guys in the panel covered it. For me, personally, uh, something I've been doing a lot lately is gaming with my daughter. So when I saw these games, I was like, great. These are more games that we can play together as a family. But then... <laughs> You look at what Xbox announced with Game Pass, it's like, all right, so they're getting uh, Doom, they're getting Dishonored, they're getting Rage, they're getting, and we're getting Kickbatch. I think you guys have all covered that on here. And, you know, like, I, I, think, I think if Stadia has any heavy hitters, any big guns, any announcements, now is the time to start making them, right? Because you're comp- your competitors are out here swinging, right? Microsoft is, is, is they throwing punches. Amazon is throwing punches. These little like indie titles coming, they're not going to knock your opponents out. So again, I just think the timing of this, if they would have announced this, say the connect that they had, I think that would have been better. Um, but again, timing for this, right? Especially like going into the holiday season, next gen coming too we need more than these cute games but it's fun i'm not gonna complain all right so that's that for those games anyone else just hop on uh in the panel and talk about this if i'm missing anything but i do want to talk about another game that released this week on google stadium that was series sam 4 just want to know did any of you guys were you guys excited for that game did any of you guys pick it up 
And if so, how was the experience with Sirius M4 on Google Stadia? So to start, let's check in with you, Ben. Did you pick up Sirius M or are you excited for it? Um, I, I tried playing a couple of the the previous gen ones when they were bundled in with Pro, and it was just not my type of game. So I was just not excited for it at all. I was like, I know that there's a big big cult following for it, and that's great that they're bringing it, but they they got to do more. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on Series M4? Did you play it? No, I have not played it as yet. Uh, I'm hoping to get it in the next couple of days or so. However, the videos, I'm not sure if anybody has seen any of the performance videos of yeah. Serious Sam on yeah. Stadia. Yes. Okay. Uh, looks like it needs uh, a, a bit of work. <laughs> Will be the nice way of putting it. It yeah. looks a bit of a mess yeah. and it needs some more time. It looks like it probably needed a delay in Stadia at, at the very least uh, right. to get these issues fixed. There seems to be a lot of popping. Uh, it's all frame rates all over the place and some people are saying close to unplayable. So it's. I think they will get it right, but it's not looking great on Stadia. As of right now, yeah. True. How about you, Jerry? What's your take on Serious Sam? Did you play it? Did you pick it up? Are you excited for the first I didn't grab yeah, I didn't grab it. Um I saw the performance videos that are coming out as well. Um I was about to pull the trigger and buy it and do some kind of gameplay video. And I just decided not to. I'm not gonna spend forty bucks to make a video complaining about how bad it runs. I did that. I spent eighty bucks on Avengers and wound up instead of making a fun 4K gameplay video, I made a video about how that game ran so horribly, but that I knew it would get better in the future with patches. But the problem is when you're Stadia and you need these games to work day one, you, you can't have these, these kind of issues. And like everybody else said, with the news being so big this week and with all the excitement going on everywhere else, don't put a game out like Serious Sam 4 that's going to run like that. If You knew that already. If it wasn't ready, delay it and put it out later because it just looks bad. And again, bad planning, no loyalty, blah, blah, blah. Same thing. <laughs> Right, right. How about you, Mark? What's your take on Series M4? Did you pick it up, or are you excited for the franchise? No, uh, yeah, it's it's not one that, again, I I played the ones that got bundled in with Pro before, dabbled in them for a little bit, and then I was like, again, it's not quite for me. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, the price of it, thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. It it's like a weird, it's almost a bit too much for a title, which, where it's got this kind of cult following but it's not a triple a title and that's close to you know your triple a uh, price tag i think honestly for for the people who wanted to check this out i wasn't aware of the the performance issues but for the people who really wanted to play this obviously it's timed exclusive but you can get it on pc and stadia you just can't get it on console to next year yeah. so anyone who wanted to play it is just going to get it on steam yeah yeah is it on uh, epic as well or just steam I was just having a quick Google. I could only see it on Steam. Yeah, it's not say, on Epic. On, okay. I was going to say y'all can use your $10 voucher, but anyway, just keep... It'd be a great move for Epic to just make that free. You know, just just do one of the... Like they did with, with uh, Troy Warsaga. Just do that, like, 24 yeah. hours, grab it free. If you don't, right. you missed out. Right. And playable on GeForce Now. now, yeah. now. That would be awesome, yeah. Sure. How about you, Chief? Have you picked up Series uh, Sam 4? And what's your take on the franchise? So... No, it's it's a bit of a weird one for me because it kind of reminds me of a poor Duke oh, Nukem man. port. 
Um, if you've ever had those uh, franchise, I, I loved yeah. the Duke Nukem one back in the day. So it's got that similar kind of humor, but it doesn't quite hit the mark for me. And I played Doom Eternal. So looking at the graphics and gameplay of yeah. Serious Sam just makes me want to puke. So I think, yeah, after playing Doom Eternal, unless it's uh, on par with 4K gameplay for a fast shooter, I'm not going to be picking up anything else like it anytime soon, I don't think. Okay. And you? seeing your video of Serious Sam 4 just confirmed that. I'll tell you, I'll get to them. How about you, Holtz? What's your take on, on Serious Sam 4? No, I totally agree with Chief. I was going to say something similar, but to me, I was really excited for Serious Sam 1 and 2, but I never really invested time. It was a game that I pushed aside, and I knew Serious Sam 3 was coming, and we mentioned this in the podcast. I'm in my frame of mind that I'm like, Stadia Pro in three months. It's hard what it is. And when it even comes a pro, I might not even click it. So, oh wow! So I, I personally tried. I made a video on it, and I that's a game I really want to like again. I'm I'm at a place right now where I'm having a lot of sympathy for for Google Stadia. I want it to succeed. I I I invested in the founders, so I want this to succeed. So any game that comes out, I want to support it picked up the Avengers, picked this up, and I wanted to like this game. And you guys saw with the video, the opening scene was incredible. It was like a big open war. And then everything after that, the game just looked terrible. It ran terrible. And it's it's not a game that I can recommend to people. Um, But it's kind of a bummer because, again, we look at the moves that Google Stadia are making with, you know, partner up with companies and getting games to the platform. This was, you know, a big one that they hyped up, they showed. And it's just like, you know, invest money elsewhere and get stuff that really is going to impact your platform and make a difference. This was not like a game to invest all that money in to, to get a little time exclusive in. Anyway, Stadia PR, I think we've talked about this multiple times, so do not, I don't want to get into that. But that's all I have to say with Serious Sam. Again, people in the panel, you guys can hop on if there's still more that you want to the, say with that. Yeah, well, there's there's one thing, one good move Stadia made this week, and it wasn't even them, it was the developer, was Baldur's Gate getting pushed back a little bit longer. I saw that. So yeah. at least they're acknowledging that it's not ready yet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it looked when you look on Twitter, it looked like Stadia didn't even know that was happening until Baldur's Gate announced it. Crazy. Oh yeah. Had... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, Stadia only announced Stadia Sam was available yesterday, as well. I don't even... <laughs> they announced it on Tuesday that it was available now, and then they just tweeted yesterday that it was available. It's it's a horrible, horrible mess over there. Uh, and again, it looks like I hit on Stadia all the time. I have shared other things which I have discovered. I've shared something here in our in our Discord earlier in the week, which Stadia did as well. I don't go on to hate Stadia. I want Stadia to succeed, but they just make mistake after mistake after mistake, and you don't even actually see half of the mistakes they make because we don't always share them all. Yeah, it's 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 insane. It's it's insane, and we talk about it here a lot with stating the NDPR and how they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. And 
we want Stadia to succeed. We can't stress that enough. But things like this is just like uh, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, but again, we're gonna move on. Anyone else want to say anything about Series M? Ben, I do think you're right with the delay of Baldur's Gate. It's probably a good thing. But at the same time, I'm a little a little nervous now because the fact that they delaying it shows that the game might not be ready. But again, we'll see in about a week's time. But so much to talk about when it comes to Elder Scrolls. I'm just going to ask the people in the panel. We have Gray Morrisell that starts September 22nd till October 5th. Um, it's 50% off. Just want to know anyone on here still playing Elder Scrolls on Google Stadia. And I'm seeing a lot of head shaking. I want oh. to. But okay. that's just a time issue. It's such a big time sink. And I've got, you know, I'm more invested in Avengers than I am the Elder Scrolls Online at the moment. Every time I see stuff happening, I do want to hop back into it. You know, they've got this big event. They've got all this nice content coming. But it's a long-term game. It's one of those games that yeah. it's the only game you're going to play. Yeah. And I just don't have time to just focus on one game full-time, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree, I agree with Chief. The three main games that grab my attention on Stadia that I keep coming back to, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Marvel's Avengers, and Ghost Recon, just because it's fun to play with a bunch of people. Hmm. That's awesome. So do you have people to play Ghost Recon with, Ben? Yeah, there's an, there's an entire server on Discord that is very active, and Stop. anytime you need a game, you just message people, and you have eight people within no minutes. No way. Like it, it's, you got a fun game, and you can play for a few hours. Dude, you got to send me that. I've been looking for people to play that game with. That's awesome. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So, again, that's it. I, it looks like a lot of people here are just not uh, having the time to invest with Elder Scrolls, right? So, but just want to let the people who are watching know there's a sale for Graymore going on um, this, this September 22nd to October 5th, 50% off. Just a bit of trolling here, and that's from our friends at Bethesda. <laughs> that is in the blog post. And that... What? Wait, say that again, Duncan. I don't think they caught it. <laughs> in the blog post, it said from our friends at Bethesda, we are happy to bring this. <laughs> If you guys don't know, Bethesda was just purchased, acquired by Microsoft. So it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, got that, got that. But let's move into another game. And again, this is one of the games that Google used to, you know, showcase Stadia, highly anticipated. And that game is Crater. So you guys know there's a new update coming. It says, Sci-fi content lands in Creator tomorrow, which is Wednesday the 23rd. Haven't really hopped into Creator since the game launched. But again, just want to ask you guys in the panel, are you guys excited about this up Orbit update, right? It should be taking Creator space. And have you guys tried this update? So just we'll get started with Holtz. Where are you at with Creator? even still? Playing? To be fair, I've moved on from Creator, but I like the idea of um, sci-fi. So if someone can actually design some like alien chasers or space orbits or something like that, I might actually jump back in and have a look. But it's like a pick and mix. Sometimes you play a game and go, oh, waste of time. And sometimes you do find hidden gems. But until other people can find them hidden gems, I don't think I've got the time to dive in and find the games myself. Right. 
True. Good point. How about you, Jared? What's your take on Crater uh, and the new update in the orbit? Yeah, I'm I'm complete with Holtz on that because I I checked out Crater and we've we've covered it here quite a bit. I'm not going to get into the fact that it's just to me it just wasn't very good uh, when it came out. It's a game that will have a following. It will have a group of people that like to make content on there and people like to play it. And I agree, sci-fi for me is a big pull. If people make some pretty cool games on there. I'll load it up and go check them out, but I'm not going to be able to have time to go through every single one and, right. and figure out what's good. So am I super excited about it? No, but if I hear about a really cool game on there, I'll definitely be one of the people that goes in and, and gives it another shot and checks it out. Cool. Cool. How about you, Ben? What's your take on this crate update? I mean, I'm a big sci-fi nerd. So in anything space related, it makes me a little excited, but I just, my hope for it, just after seeing everything that's happened to Krata, it just, I, I, it, it's just going to crater, in my opinion. See what you did there. Good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. How about you, Mark? What's he taking this crater update? Uh, I didn't even know crater was still doing stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I think we've said before they for for Stadia, this was their PlayStation dreams. This was that platform that would allow people to go in and do creative stuff. Um, for game creation that was borderline coding, but easier and more user-friendly to get in with. And Dreams, people are still doing some amazing stuff. I I still follow a guy who's uh, doing a complete, like, end-to-end full uh, game of uh, Avatar Last Airbender, all built in Dreams. And that's got, like, a massive following. Like, IGN have have covered it. And those are the types of things you can do in Dreams. And I'm just not hearing any of, you know, people building stuff like that in Crater. It, I could be proven wrong. Like, I guess the it doesn't need to be a triple A amazing game to to get attention these days. I mean, this week I've been playing a lot of uh, Among Us, which honestly looks like you could play it on like mini clip. It's like a, a web app. It doesn't need to be a spectacular looking game to be big and, and draw attention. So, I could be proven wrong. I'm I'm hoping so. But yeah, like I said, I was, right, right. wasn't aware they were still Chief, trying. What's take on this uh, creator update, man? I think it's great that creators definitely putting out new content, not just you know pitching their competitions and you know, pushing creators to make stuff, but actually giving whole new tools to make new yeah. games, different games. So I think it means that they've got the backing, they've got a longer term strategy, and I'll liken it to Roblox. You know, it it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be AAA graphics yeah. to get those followers, and I think. You know, if you, my kids still hop into Roblox, there are hundreds, thousands of games on there and they're all full of players. So I think that if they get it right and if they keep marketing creator the way it is, they will probably get a lot of those casual gamers just hopping in and out of games. And hopefully it'll work a little bit better than Roblox and not crash every five minutes. So you can hope that they'll get that following. But I've... You saw the the maps and stuff that I made previously. It does take a lot of time and investment into those. So if they keep those competitions up, those monthly creator competitions, they will definitely keep those new games coming. But if that budget runs out, I'm afraid that probably a lot of people will just jump ship. Yeah, so true. How about you, Duncan? What's your take on this uh, creator update coming to Stadia? Creator and Stadia just go hand in hand. There's so much potential. But also unfulfilled. 
and that's that's my take on creative i as again i said this when creative came out and again i got a load of stick off it and unfortunately it seems to be panning out that way it's just so much potential and it's just waiting for people to actually fulfill it and again it's just like stadia it's uh that, that, that's my take on it more more content more options for people that's going to be brilliant but hopefully people are still going to stick around and do it and when you see the people who win the monthly competitions it seems to be the same old faces winning it it's just the yeah, same ones yeah. and they need they actually need more people in the yeah. community going in and actually playing it tell you those those people are racking and raking in cash though must, must say i mean Jeez, uh, but I, I agree. Uh, State Creator is another game that's a miss, you know, opportunity for sure. And again, this was one of Google's golden, golden, you know, child uh, when it came came to game that they were promoting. I still think this game will benefit for from being free. I still can't believe it's a price tag for this game. I think if they offer this game for free for you know the free base stadium members, I mean this game can seriously take off. And if it's not taken off, um, it's something uh, the creators I know that watch the channel should look into. Um, they are awesome people, so I I want this game to succeed for for their sake because they put a lot of time and invest a lot of time into, you know, this game and they want it to succeed, but it's just Stadia is not where it should be. And, um, you know, the, the amount of people they look into to join, I, I don't think is there yet. Or just being just a pro membership and having a price tag. Anyway, uh, just going to move away from uh, Creator again. You guys hop on if there's anything else you want to say. But just a lot of sales again going on for Google Stadia. I, I so much. I don't want to list all of them, but just some that stand out here is Assassin's Creed Odyssey for thirty bucks, Borderlands three thirty. Uh, let's see, Dark Side Genesis still on sale. Tomb Raider's Red Dead Redemption is on sale, right? The same forty USD. So any of these games um, stand out to you guys? Any of did you pick up any of these games on sale? To get started, let's look at you, Jerry. So the issue is, I think that most people on Stadia have already gone through these sales all year and bought what they're going to buy. We're getting to a point here towards the, the end of the year that we've all seen these sales. So yeah, there's a lot of great games on sale right now on, on Stadia and Borderlands. Uh, Trials Rising is another good one that I keep mentioning. Red yeah. Dead, all that stuff are good prices. Um but there's no real hype behind it because we've all talked about these same sales over and over again, just because right. there's the library is only so big and you can only have so many games in the sale each time. So I think a lot of people is just already saturated buying these sales up. There's just not a lot new to happen, especially when you compare it to sales elsewhere on like steam and stuff like that. It's just, um, it just starts feeling like you're looking at the same same list over and over again. So nothing that I can say is exciting, but if you're new to Stadia or you just really have been holding off on a lot of these games, there's definitely some good deals in there, but it just feels like the same to those of us who have been there since the beginning. True, true. How about you, Mark? What's your take on these sales for Stadia? Did you pick any of these games up? 
uh, I didn't nearly want to catch as my eye is maybe Red Dead 2, um, just because I never finished it. So I'm not opposed to picking up on another platform. 40 isn't a bad price for it. Uh, other than that, same as Jerry, and I think we've said it, you know, week after week, the the list doesn't change that much. And it's yeah. it's going to be impossible for them to do. It's a, you know, it's a finite list. You know, there's only so many times you can put it in a different order before people are like, I've seen this list before. And that's just right. where we're at at the moment. Right. How about you, Holtz? What's your take on these sales? Are you going to pick up any of these? No, I already own them. And I've said, I would recommend all these games to people that are new to Stadia and haven't played these games, of course. But I want the prices to drop a little bit more faster, 75% off, because these games are getting quite outdated. I mean, why would you play Odyssey when Valhalla's coming out around the corner? I'd rather just put my money towards Valhalla. But I'm getting very bored seeing the same things again. And there's a few games that I've seen through the Stadia list that i want to go on sale and i bet in money that in a few weeks i could say the sale list again it's, it's coming like a, a total 100 prediction on my behalf so i just want them to spice it up a little bit and change maybe the percentage or add a few more games okay how about you duncan what's your take on these sales yeah uh the one game if you're going to say what game should you get on stadia and i think it's just off this list because it was again not advertised by stadia hint hint nudge nudge is the division two three pounds 74 uh uh probably five dollars i'm i'm guessing for the division two with it being on the free weekend that's that is a steal at that price so uh, all the other games, yeah, like everybody's been saying, you can name them every 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 week. But the Division Two, for the price there, it's out there. I would recommend that. True, true. And again, just to since it was brought up to bring up, if you guys weren't aware, the Division Two is free to play for Stadia this weekend for your pro member. Right, started, I believe, on Thursday and since Sunday. So, again, we talked about this on this podcast, right? They should put games that highlight Stadia's best features as a free-to-play game. And we talked about the Division 2 would be a good game to put. And so it's pretty cool to see that is the game that it shows for this week's free game. Um, but we're going to just cover that in a little bit. But since uh, Duncan brought it up, just wanted to say it about it. But Chief, what's your take on these sales? Did you pick up any of these games? No, I'm beginning to see these sales as a running joke, to be honest. There's, you know, sales are supposed to be sales, not every week there is a sale. It's like um, those stores that you see closing down that are always closing down. They they never actually shut. So, to me, the the Stadia game sales is just like this week's discounts. It's you know there's going to be games on yeah. sale. You know it's almost becoming like the pro games. You know I'm going to yeah. wait for it to come on pro or come on yeah. sale. That's, that's a good point. Good point. All right. So again, those are Stadia sales. If okay. I go ahead, Ben. Well, one thing I was just thinking of that they never do that they should do is if they want to change up these sales is they need to put the pro games on sale for free people because there are a couple games like hitman that people will want to play but they're probably never going to put it on sale because it's a pro game um Mm. grid grid finally went on sale that's on there what 10 bucks i think Mm. um i just canceled my pro subscription that's the only reason why that came to mind I'd, i'd buy grid um 
but yeah, it's the only game that I hadn't picked up on the, the recurring sales list is uh, Ghost Recon. I survived the Stadia Seal. I survived Stadia Seal. That's crazy. So, Ben, just want to know if if you don't mind sharing with the panel you talked about just canceling your stadia pro membership why uh what what what's uh what are you looking into with that so i stadia is still gonna be my main platform um any games i buy i'm probably gonna buy on stadia if they're full price you know i'm probably gonna buy valhalla on there unless it's free on game pass like people keep rumoring Mm. um I decided to switch to Game Pass just because it's a better value proposition with what they have. I know uh, Jerry complains about the resolution, uh, which, you know, I agree, it kind of sucks. But the value of the games and stuff and the gameplay, that's that's really what I'm interested in. And that's kind of why I kind of decided to put my, my my pro subscription on hold, at least until they kind of work some of the kinks off. I'm, I'm still, it's my main platform. I'm still playing you know, a handful of games that I always play on there, I'm still going to be playing on there. It's just, yeah, the, the pro games aren't holding me. Um, okay. It's it's not doing it for me. <laughs> okay. So hopefully this week, you know, we should be hearing about October's pro games coming soon this week. So hopefully they, you know, <laughs> let you... That, that might change my mind. It might, yeah. it, might, it might make me change my, my cancellation, yeah. but yeah. We'll, we'll see. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so that's uh, the the last stadium news I want to cover. Again, we have still two more big platform news to talk about, so I'm going to try and be quick with this. Is Stadia is officially coming to Best Buy? What's your take on that for the people in the panel? I know we've kind of talked about this should have been a thing that happened day one with the launch of Stadia, but the fact that the holiday season's coming now, next gen is coming, and you can actually go to Best Buy and pick this up. I have a lot to say, but I want to hear from the people in this panel. So, Duncan, what's your take on Stadia finally coming to a retail Best Buy? Interesting timing. (laughs) Very interesting timing. Uh, What day did they put it out on? Xbox pre-order day. And uh, also, uh, is there some sort of event happening next week? Would that be uh, this long-rumored Sabrina being uh, coming, which is going to be the savior of Stadia going forward? And they're neither just putting it into Best Buy. Uh, just really, I just do not know what's going on there at all. It's brilliant that it's going there; you'll be able to pick it up. But again, timing—it's—I just don't understand what is what is going on. Are they just trying to dump the units and trying to get? rid of them or do they not have faith in it or Sabrina's not actually going to work uh, for Stadia There's, this actually raises a lot of questions and I know with the rumours going about it I'm not I'm not sure we're touching on that later yes we will yeah next yes. right after this yeah yeah but we won't go any further on that okay Mark what's your take on, on uh, Stadia coming to Best Buy yeah, no. Again, no, no particular opinion. I ju- it is just suspicious with the timing. With you know, well, the other things you'll be able to pick up in retailers this holiday. We need some kind of presence just so that we try and stay in the game. Because although we're, you know, there's hardware involved, 
we're now competing with this brand new hardware. Let's get our hardware in front of people instead of just on the, yeah. the Google store. Yeah. Hi, right, Ben, you, what's your take on Stadia coming to Best Buy? I, I agree, the timing, but yeah, it's to me, I think it would have been a better move for them to for them to uh, target Target and Walmart. Boom, thank you. Uh, right. Get more of the family base instead yeah. of the, the tech nerds that are going to be yeah. in Best Buy to buy something technical, yeah. some yeah. some gadget. If you're in Walmart and Target and you see that, you know, you're more likely to try it out, you right. know, grab it, grab it for your kids, grab it for your family. Right. You know, to me, that seems like it would have been a better deal. Yeah. Good point with that. How about you, Jerry? What's your take on Stadia to Best Buy? Yeah, I absolutely agree with everything everybody said so far. And Ben said the first thing I was going to say, which is why that particular retailer and only that retailer, especially this year. Um, this fall, the worst time for them to try it. I mean, Best Buy is deep into RTX 3000. They're deep into PS5, Xbox Series X. I know I haven't slept. Like I feel like I haven't slept in two weeks because of getting pre-orders and stuff and just sitting on my computer hitting refresh for five hours straight the other night and getting pre-orders. It's it's insane, and the hype is insane. So I'm like, I, I don't really get it but at the same time i don't want to complain because we sit here and say they need to put a, a deal in store yeah. for people to buy and then right. they do it and we're like why that store you so, and yeah. it, uh, i guess you know so you got to be careful what you you know what you ask for and what you get and what you complain about but yeah putting in that store is not great but i'm glad to see it going there i could see a lot of little kids gonna wake up on christmas morning and be like oh i want a ps5 and they got a chromecast ultra or whatever but you know <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, but I agree with Ben. I would have liked to have seen that in other retailers that are more budget and family friendly and they're not the tech heads that want to go spend a thousand dollars anyways. But Right. How about you, Hoss? What's he taking this? Like I said, I agree with everything, but it's great to get more eyes, but in my mind, I don't trust Google Marketing. I can see someone in Google Marketing going, oops, maybe we should have told Best Buy not to put it on the furthest lowest shelf. I can, <laughs> can see. I say, can I say something about that? Yeah. They actually did have it at my Best Buy low shelf. Yeah, so they they were so close to selling it to me until the manager stepped in. But it was out there for someone to just pick up buy. Just to, and people already on Reddit got it from Walmart already. In the, wait, we talking about? Sorry, my bad. We talking about something else. My bad. No, I'm saying that, that. I yeah. can I can see Google marketing. Yeah. You know, saying to Best Buy. They're not saying put it at the front of the store so people can see it. Don't put it ne- put it next to the place in front. Oh, They're okay, going to say, okay. "Oops, we should have told them not to put it on the lowest right. fair, the shelf away from customs." Right. So even though it's in Best Buy, I think it's going to be in a hidden corner somewhere. Right, would not surprise me, honestly speaking. All right, let's get to Chief, and then we'll get to Sabrina. What's Best Buy? Oh boy. <laughs> It's like game, isn't it? It's not like our game. Oh man. Best Buy is like Maplin, isn't it? Didn't they go out of business? Yeah. Um oh. Yeah, see, not real big news for me because Best Buy doesn't exist here. So great. Sadie's in another store that we can't buy in. So oh, it, um, it's a really weird deal from my perspective. You know, we were all hy- hyped about uh, a new dongle. I don't know if we're covering that. Yeah, it's uh, right after this one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Segway is so, chief. Segway is in. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they were going to sell something in a store bundled with Stadia, you would think that it would be a new Android TV dongle, um, Chromecast think. Ultra. Now, I'm sure they said that they were going to support Chromecasts before. 
and then that never happened and they kind of went oh no we meant the uh the non-stadia specific Chromecast ultras so they kind of shot themselves in the foot to everybody obviously had a Chromecast and then yeah. can't be asked to upgrade to an ultra right so if they've done the same thing with sabrina's and gone oh yeah sorry we forgot to put the chip in that actually plays stadia uh that's going to be in the sabrina plus model in however many times so yeah. i think it's a real bad move and just another move for one division in google forgetting that another one exists and not really doing anything about it yeah. and then it's just a oops oh well we'll we'll do better next time so, which brings me to the next segment. I think we've all talked about this, and that is Sabrina, right? If you guys don't know what that is, it's the new Chromecast Android TV dongle that should be officially unveiled or announced this week at Google's hardware reveal event. Um, so there's some people on Reddit who have actually unboxed this, right? And I... Uh, posted them right as well something that we're seeing is that stadia is not supported and this is another one of those pr moves that just makes you scratch your head if that's actually true and i think it might be true because i followed multiple people who've confirmed the same thing stadia is not supported on the new android tv dongle or chromecast sabrina dongle right so just want to talk to the people in the panel and just get your take on that. Uh, to get started, what's, what, what do you have to say about that, Holtz? Well, Sabrina didn't really interest me anyway because I don't really need something like with a controller or a user interface. I'm quite happy with my Chromecast Ultra. But if they push Stadia and said it won't be accessible through Chromecast anymore, I guess I'll have no choice but to buy Sabrina. I like the mm -hmm. idea of the price. I like the idea of the form factor. But yeah. with not having Stadia on it, it makes me question, do I want to move forward with that device? Right. With, with Sabrina, I was expecting an Android TV dongle that I could install cloud clients on. That's what yeah. I wanted it for. Yeah. And if it, if it can't even support its own clients, it's up from its yeah. own company, then I'm like, what's the chances of anything else coming to me? Yeah, yeah. Good point. Duncan, what's your take on this? There has been a lot of talk about Sabrina coming, and this is going to be the saviour of Stadia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But all indications so far, it doesn't appear that way. Uh, I believe Stadia will be going on to it. I think it just hasn't been activated yet. It's just it's a matter of time thing. I think it's yeah. the app just hasn't ready yet, and we're going to push it out later. But uh, there's just a lot of question marks over but we can't we're a couple of days away from it i think we have to wait to see what the bigger bigger plans are but no ethernet when they've been really pushing the ethernet yeah. for uh, stadia and uh, we'll have to see about the bluetooth support for controllers as well because this could really show showcase stadia in possibly a bad way because you're going to add in the extra jumps there yeah Again, sounds like a, a missed opportunity, but want to check in with Ben. What's he taking this this news? Um, I, I was a little more geeked out about Android 11 than some of this, just because uh, Android 11 coming to Android TV. One of the big That's, things they yeah. they highlighted was enhanced gamepad support, yeah. but they were really vague about what that meant. Yeah. So of course, me as someone that plays a lot of Stadia, thinks, "Hey, what if they're 
building in support for Wi-Fi based controllers as opposed to just Bluetooth controllers. That would be awesome. Yeah. We don't know. Um, as far as Sabrina, it is a little disappointing to see all these people saying that it's not coming day one. Um, yeah. my, my personal thoughts on that is I think they're waiting for uh, the chat and messages section to pop up in the app. Um, why, why would they wait for that? Because they've, I think they're just going to do a feature dump. And then once they do their feature dump, it'll be ready. Huh. Um, there's just a few like the if, if you if you play on the app on android mm-hmm. tv side loaded um it's just it's not that it's buggy but it feels like it's lacking a lot mm. and yeah. i feel like once they dump those features it'll be ready interesting okay gotta keep our eye out and for, for that one for sure to see if that happens right so mark what's your take on this uh we Definitely be interesting to uh, to see whether or not it does support Stadia because, I mean, at this stage in the game, they just need to be doing everything possible to get it in as many hands as possible and make it as accessible as possible, right. you know, to get that player base there. And it's just like shooting yourself in the foot. Like, if it, if they can't even have it on, on their own hardware, you know, we've already talked in the past how, you know, how they're not supporting it on their own operating systems for tvOS. Like Ben said, you've got to sideload it on and even then... It's a little bit sketchy. Like they're not supporting the things which they have full control over. And it just baffles me that they're not giving themselves the best chance. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Again, you think this would be a no brainer, right? Google makes Android TV. They make Chromecast. They make Stadia. Why not just get it all working together? But anyway, Jerry, what's your take on this? Um, Yeah. Like Duncan was saying, it'll, it'll be there. It, I'm sure it'll get updated by the time the actual release. I'm sure it will be there. The only thing that made me wonder that it might not be was the whole Ethernet situation because they harped on that so much before. Um, now, my Chromecast Ultra is not hooked up to Ethernet. It does Wi-Fi, and I do 4K HDR with no problem 99% of the time with that. So for me, that's not a big issue, but for a lot of people, it is. So I was just kind of t- taken back by, like, okay, there's no Ethernet, and the state is not working right now. It is a bit concerning, but... I had I just have to give them the benefit of the doubt and pray that they wouldn't be that stupid, that they because it would be one of the stupidest moves they've made this year, along with everything else with Stadia. Yeah. If it if it really winds up not being supported on there, um, wow, what a waste! Sabrina would just be a waste. Yeah. So what's surprising to me, and Chief, we're going to get to you in a bit, but what's surprising to me is the fact that they just officially confirmed that you know Stadia is coming to retail, it's coming to Best Buy. So are they going to, you telling me they're going to bundle, still have the same bundle where they're pushing the old Chromecast and there's, they have a new product out, right? Like, why not just make a new bundle with your new product? Because, again, are they going to just have that same old Chromecast still in the market? That wouldn't be cool if they're trying to push out a new product. So just bundle your new product and push it together. That is... Logic, it makes sense, right? Again, tell me I'm crazy on here, but Chief, just you're crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, you're saying oh, that right. you're hoping that uh, that Stadia don't make the stupidest move of the year. I think, given the run up to the events that have occurred over the last couple of weeks, they sure. are fully lined up to sure. make the stupidest move of sure. the year, and I think the best buy deal or them putting the Chromecast Ultra Stadia bundle into Best Buy 
actually confirms the fact that it's not going to be supported on Sabrina because exactly that. Why would you put two products that do exactly the same thing, one cheaper than your premium product on the shelf to say they do the same thing? And it's it's really sad to see because you know, I've sideloaded the Android TV app for Stadia on the Shield TV and I can't play. It just crashes. It seems to load and then it will crash and then it lets you get a bit further and then it crashes. So it's really unstable. There was news that certain version supported Android TV. Again, didn't really work for me. So it might be specific versions or something like that. But it's really sad to see the Stadia app not work on Android TV. Yeah. And with Android 11 coming, you hope that that's going to be better. And I really hoped you know, that Sabrina would cause me to ditch my Chromecast Ultra because it'd be like, oh, I can upgrade. I can play Stadia. I've got full Android TV. Oh, wait, I don't. So why would I get rid of a Chromecast Ultra to play or to buy a Sabrina dongle if I'm now going to have them both, one that has Android TV and one to play? I haven't got enough HDMI ports on my TV as it is with, you know, uh, TV, uh, Shield, Sky. It it just adds up, you know, and a four or five, six port hdmi tv is in to the thousands of pounds beyond two hdmi ports you kind of screwed so this is a real real bad move from google my bad yeah yeah by the way uh when holt was talking the uh in the previous uh segment i said uh this was actually at best buy and i it was there for someone to to pick up but you know, the manager kind of stopped me. I was going to pick it up to see if I can do an unboxing on it, but the manager stopped me, but it was there. Again, it's just, uh, I don't know. Man, Google, 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 that's all I have to say, man. All right, we're the, gonna the, move. Best, the best move Google can do right now is on the Google Store, change it, include Sabrina and Controller for the same price. Um, and then that way, the retailer will be, or Best Buy will be forced to replace what's on the shelf without having to change too many SKUs. Yeah. I, it, it, it's like, who's running Google? And I think we, they just need to come to this podcast and <laughs> we just need to have a conversation with them. I, that's, that's all I'm asking. It's just little things like this. And people wonder, you know, why we're so hard on them. It's, I mean, a, a, a five, my daughter can probably figure this out. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's its crazy. It's crazy. It's all just a test to see if an AI can run a division. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> hey, right. It just all right, feels so like we, they're not listening. Yeah, seriously. And that's why, you know, we come on here and we say kudos to GeForce Now because I feel like, you know, they released and got a lot of flight, but you see the change that they're making. They're listening, right? That's all like we we want out of these companies to just improve and get better all right so we go ahead someone's going to say something i was going to say it's a great point it shows that you can come back from bad pr and bad marketing or just a a bad move like geforce now did when they lost that huge chunk of games and then have come back and week after week we're praising them you can come back from this stuff you just need to try harder than this 
All right, so this is uh, this is exciting because we have a new challenge in the cloud gaming space, right? So if, I'm sure you guys have watched videos and heard about Amazon Luna, right? So it's not Project, uh, what was it, Project Tempo, right? Tempo. Yeah. <laughs> and we finally have a name. We have, you know, potential games that are coming. We have a price point. We have, this is exciting, guys. This is exciting. So Luna, if you guys didn't know, like I was saying, it's Amazon's cloud gaming uh, platform and service, if you want to call it that. It's going to be $6 a month for something they call Luna Plus, right? And then it's going to have channels, I think is what they call it. And Ubisoft is going to be one of the first official channel. And pretty much what this is, is companies like Ubisoft, games triple a games same day release games are going to be available for the platform so this is the netflix style gaming that everyone's been asking for but then they have a separate model way to bring same day release games onto the service right and it comes with a controller which is going to be 50 bucks which looks like a nintendo switch pro controller. i'm sure everyone has, has seen that and have said that and this is going to be one of the only cloud game device that is going to be running on iOS devices, iPhones, and iPad. But this a catch. It's not going to be like an app. This they're bypassing that. And so I just want to bring that up too to ask you guys in the panel why we'll get to this. But why aren't the other people doing what Amazon's doing? Do you think Amazon had to get like? Apple's approval to do this? Or do you think Microsoft and Stadia could have went the back route and did what they were doing? But we'll get to that in a bit. But to get started, so much to cover with this. What's your take on Luna? We'll start with Duncan. What's your take on Luna? It's awful and they should stop now. So, <laughs> uh, Luna for me uh, just looks. It's bringing back online for me. You could see that uh, people don't know I used online when it first came out. It's using nearly the some of the screenshots which came out. You can sit there and watch people play from the game screen, or you can just jump in. Yeah. This is going to be absolutely mad, and it looks like a more fully fresh product now than Stadia is. Right. Uh, the model. <laughs> I don't. People are going to go on. It's only 1080p. It's not 4K. Stadia is better. I like the way this is doing. It's going. Big thing is, it's Windows based, so that means they can get the games across. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And this is what Stadia needed. They needed a big someone out there to compete with them because Stadia at this moment feels like they're in the wee paddle and pull and just putting their feet in yeah. there and now the, the big boys are coming out to yeah. play with xCloud and Amazon and they this, this is brilliant I am really really looking forward to getting a look at Luna but unfortunately it's only over in the States at the moment yeah. so we won't be able to play it for a while that's a bummer. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it's only right now exclusive to to that. That's weird. Um, but anyway, Amazon is an American based company, so it makes sense. But it's still weird. But Mark, just want to check in with you. What's your take on Luna? 
Oh, where do we start? Um, I'm I'm excited for this. I, I said it's uh, another big player. It's definitely a, a big push in the market. And uh, I said, ultimately, the more people in this space making it more competitive, they're going to compete against each other. And ultimately, the people who benefit are us, the players. I think that $5.99 price is, you know, is decent for even for an introductory price for launching a service like this, for trying it out, nobody's going to be opposed to, you know, six bucks to, to give it a try. I think probably we'll see it go to about 10, 12, maybe after a year or so, but introductory is pretty good. Obviously we haven't seen it uh, run yet, but I've got very little doubts that the AWS um, architecture can, you know, that it's not going to be able to handle this, that it's going to be absolutely fine um streaming the gameplay 1080p is going to be easy up to 4k it's going to depend on the developers and that's coming soon but even at that it should be okay i don't think we'll see some of these performance issues we're seeing with uh with stadia um and just the business model is what i've been saying from day one this is the you know i feel much more relaxed about going in and picking up something and giving it a try as opposed to the stadia of well i would try that but i don't want to drop 20 30 40 dollars and then not enjoy it and try and refund it and all of that this is the you know it's what we always reference is the netflix of gaming that's why uh when they're talking about these additional channels with developers like um i almost said bethesda it's not going to be bethesda now with ubisoft um that they're calling them channels because it's like a netflix like a cable package Mm -hmm. like you just pick up an extra channel and get the games associated with that so yeah, I'm incredibly excited. Yeah, the the model makes sense. This this is weird to say, but it it makes sense. You know, like I think people are still scratching their heads to try and figure out what's to me. Stadia makes sense, right? Because I'm a gamer. I the way I view Stadia is like a console in the cloud, right? So they start fresh, having their own friends list, their own store, da da da. da. But some people just have a hard time understand cities more but this one you tell them okay does this channel it just makes sense but i hearing that mark so jerry what's your take on this yeah i went completely absolutely unexcited about luna to absolutely freaking out dying to try it because the business model is where it's at and with the value we always talk about with game pass and being able to go subscribe to the channels cancel a channel pick up another channel because of certain games you either want to play or test or whatever the case may be it's really going to be good and what duncan was touching on which a lot of people haven't talked a lot about yet is the whole windows base bringing games over they're going to run better than stadia day one i can tell you and it's going to be easier to bring them over we're talking nvidia t4 turing architecture 8.1 teraflops with ray tracing on day one. So even though it's like 2.7 teraflops weaker than Stadia, you're never going to see that difference. It's actually everything's going to look and run better on Luna. So the tech alone, I'm excited about to see there. They're going to be getting AAA games at launch stadia it took them a year to really get to that point for the most part um you know last year you didn't get assassin's creed odyssey right away things took a little bit of time i do believe wasn't that just like a little bit held off on that one or was that one of their first big AAA games that they had at release like on their launch day on stadia's launch day did they have assassin's creed odyssey yes they did okay 
because I didn't pick them up till a couple months after they they released last year. So, but they definitely have a game lineup and a business model that's just going to make a ton more sense. And the tech is just going to be a lot better when it comes to everything there too. So, yeah, I went from not caring to like definitely going to be one of the top cloud gaming services I want to check out. Right, right. Holtz, what's your take on this, man? I'm in a mixed bag with Luna because yeah. part of me is like, okay, I like the idea of the channels. But if you play is going to bring a channel which adds more cost, well, I want the best availability, so I want 4K Ooh, HDR. And like if it. they can't offer at launch, right. then I would easily switch to Stadia and won't care about channels. Mm. But to me, also, when I look at the games, I look at the games less nicely, like um, Castlevania Anniversary Collection or mm. Yeast 8, Lacrimosa of yeah. Diana. And I think to myself, oh, they're games that I would play, but how fast could I be able to play them before they come in and out of their service? Because you've said <laughs> it's going to shuffle around. So I'm like, okay, so that Luna Plus does interest me if there's games there, but I don't think I can commit to it on, a, on yeah. for a whole year unless they offer me a cheaper, reduced price. Yeah. But yeah, and when I saw when I saw Luna, I thought to myself, wow, how did they get on the Apple store? And then as I was reading, I thought to myself, wow, they used the PWA, uh, Progressive Web Applications, as sort of they have to review the games. And I thought to myself, well, that was clever. That was you know, quite straightforward. It was in the Apple's terms that you could do that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well done, Apple, uh, well done, Amazon for reading the terms and conditions. And <laughs> now I'm looking at other I'm looking at other like stage going, why aren't you doing that? Yeah. Right. So they do deserve brownie points, and I think yeah. Luna is going to definitely help push Carl game because oh, yeah. of Twitch. But at the moment, is it going to be there day one? But another thing where I like about Luna is the fact is I'm sure I read somewhere or heard somewhere they're going to have family sharing on day two. one for two users. Two? Yeah. <laughs> for two users. So if I can sort of share my Uplay channel, my EA yeah. channel, and I, it's, I would I, I would for one. I was only for one. So the the, you, the you play the Ubisoft one is just for one, but oh. the you, the Luna Plus is for two. Yeah. So when I look at when I look at them, you um, the Luna Plus, I don't really want to care sharing them too because not at the moment at the at launch there's not that many games that I would want to sort of share, and at the moment I think the price is a great price for the beta, but it's definitely going to go up when they offer four K. It's definitely going up, and then. I have to review the price and say how would it compare to other cloud services in a few months because in the UK I'm not going to have access to it for at least a few months. True, true. Chief, what's your take on this? Where to begin? Um, so I think we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Amazon to play their heart hand after the Crucible problems. If you even remember that game called Crucible that kind of graced our screens for a weekend and then we have the new world drop that has been pushed back for another year and i have a feeling it's because they're going to run it off of luna and it's probably that they saw how bad and how hard it was for people to be able to run that game on their systems and thought actually let's just delay it get luna up and running and drop it on luna and i think that New World on Luna is going to be a much better experience than it was on our local yeah. rigs. Yeah. The price, they have said it's an introductory price of $5.99, yeah. like GeForce Now is an introductory $4.99. They're both going to go up. Yeah. However, Twitch Gaming has been rebranded. It's now um, Prime Gaming. Uh, no, it's gone the other way, isn't it? Is it Prime? I forget which way around it's gone. But they've renamed uh, 
like Prime really? Gaming. So it's not oh. uh, Twitch Prime anymore. It's uh, Prime Gaming, I think it is. That's the way around. Duncan can confirm. But um, I think that Luna Plus is going to form part of that Prime bundle. If you've got Amazon Prime for the £80 a year, you get Let's Prime go. Video, Prime Music, you get your delivery, awesome. you get Prime Twitch Prime deals. I think Luna Plus will roll into that, and that introductory price will then be the enhanced version, like you've got your Prime Unlimited Music, stuff like that. The channels is fantastic. I What I really want to know is, I already subscribe to Uplay Plus, so will I be able to use it on Amazon Prime or on Luna without having to buy another channel? Yeah. Or am I going to have to subscribe separately? They've specifically said that the Uplay channel can only play on one device, but does that mean that I could use Luna Plus on two other devices? So technically three, because I'm only using the Uplay uh, channel on one device. So therefore, technically might have three. If you've got more channels, does that actually get you an extra device to share on? There's lots of things there. Now, I've used stuff that uses AWS via Safari, and it's not been a bad experience, but the machines that I've used through Safari aren't local, say quality issues and a few other things. The T4 machines I've used in AWS to run games, it does work really well, but it kind of concerns me the way that it's going to work because this is pretty much how GeForce Now works. It's running specific virtual machines, running specific games through a client. So how is the logging going to work? How is your your cross-save and all that going to work? Because GeForce Now, if you know, we've all hit it. Play a Uplay Plus game on GeForce Now. Go through your two-factor authentication. Doesn't remember passwords. Doesn't remember this, that, and the other. It can be a horrible experience. So I'm hoping that Amazon get that right and learn the lessons from GeForce Now. Learn the lessons from Stadia. Having these channels is awesome because I don't... I would much rather pay a subscription for my games, and I already do. I had uh, EA Premier. I paid the 90 quid for the year. That's like two games. I can just pick up any AAA Origin title on PC as soon as it drops with the Ultimate Edition. You play Plus, twelve ninety nine. get the Ultimate Edition of every single game, all of the DLC. I'm quite happy to just pay those little amounts every month and dip in and out of all these games as and when I choose, knowing that I've got the best content available. So I think they've got the model. I'm just hoping that they get the performance right. 1080, don't care. I've got a 1080 monitor. My TV upscales from 1080 to 4K, you wouldn't notice, or as it does with GeForce now, it switches the resolution of my TV to 1080, and I can't tell the difference between it running native 4K or the the 1080 on a 47-inch screen. It looks great. So as long as they get that right, I don't think the 4K is going to be an issue. It's going to be great that it's coming later. But like Holt said, I think that price is going to increase. So very exciting for the world of gaming. Could be the final nail in the coffin for Stadia if if Stadia don't sort something out. And if Amazon do it right, it could be the nail in the coffin for GeForce now too because they've got that infrastructure. They can roll it out they've got the power of the machines so was it phil spencer said i'm not worried about playstation amazon and google are our big competitors 
Well, he wasn't lying. You know, they've come out swinging. So yeah. it'll be very interesting to see how that performs. Yeah. So if, if I can get, was someone going to say something? Okay. So if I can get like my Steve Bellmer on right now, like I, I, this is exciting stuff for me, guys. This is like, this is it. We have everyone's hands and on the table. We're not speculating anymore what Amazon is going to do. We know, right? We now we know how serious Microsoft is. I think we're going to get to them in a bit, but acquiring um, Bethesda says a lot about what they want for Game Pass and how serious they want to take um, cloud gaming with um, the Game Pass game streaming. I would honestly have to say, right, Stadia, right now has me a little nervous. And I think someone said it, I don't know if it was Duncan or Holtz, but they've been like sleeping, right? Because the competition, I mean, all they had to begin was GeForce Now just getting out of beta in February, right? Xbox, again, still in beta, but they really didn't show their hands until this fall. So they've had all this time to get things rolling. And like right now, I I must say, I'm, I'm really nervous for them. So, I want to know for you guys who are on the panel right now, like we have a blueprint of what each of these companies are going to be doing with cloud gaming, right? We have, we have an idea. It's all on the table now. Based on what we know, based on the hands that everyone has, you know, been dealt, who do you think has the better model? Who do you think is going to come out on top? with knowing what they all have to offer right so to get started with that question let's start with mark what an unfair question (laughs) (laughs) i've been thinking about Uh, this one for for quite some time so i want to know what you guys think about it i think it would be easier to go in reverse order uh and i i at the for what we know at the moment i do put stadia last um with how they've been playing it with um the performance of some of their stuff the lackluster games the business model which i've we've talked about but i've never been on board with i put them last um geforce now i don't think they've got a they've definitely got a unique target market because it's existing pc gamers um, who don't want to upgrade their hardware or want to take that on the go and i think that's a stable fan base of of people who they don't have to worry too much about i don't see them ever coming out on top but i also don't see them kind of dying off i I think they're relatively safe then obviously we've got all of our uh pc ones and i would actually now start to classify them differently your uh pc cloud gaming rigs versus your uh cloud gaming services i guess we would call them and i would start to so i wouldn't even include them in this list because they're you know a whole different ball game um as it sits at the moment it would then be uh lunar on on top but um so yeah game pass lunar on top i think it is very tight between those two it's difficult to say one because game pass I think people are still struggle, struggling with the performance. Um, 
not the performance running the game, just the streaming performance seems to be lackluster and a bit a bit jittery to some people. Um, so I still think they've got some work to do there. Obviously, it's not available on PC. It's still capped at kind of 720, stuff like that. So that's that stops it from being top for me. Their selection is absolutely top right. with the moves they've been making with the ecosystem, um, acquiring Bethesda. I know we're going to get onto that. And yeah. <laughs> I've heard that's not the end of it. Yeah. They're just going to keep yeah. keep buying studios. They're up to 23 now. Like, who else are they going to yeah. get? They're going to be a monopoly of, of studios eventually. The, so the choice of games absolutely makes them number one for me. The the service of the you know the performance of their cloud gaming stops them taking it for me, and it's hard to say with Luna because we've not played it yet, and we've you know we've just got the announcement. I'm a big fan of the business model. I'd love to see how it runs. I'd like to see what they do in terms of acquiring you know exclusivity for games or even picking up studios themselves. They've got enough money to start mm-hmm. playing that exact same game, so that would be good. Um, but the big one that obviously. You, you said we've got everyone's blueprints. We still need to know what the hell PlayStation are going to do because <laughs> they could c- come in and completely knock it all out. That so so true. that's definitely interesting. At this at this point, it's sad to say, but I've I've given up all hope with PlayStation <laughs> now. I, I hope they come out swinging and, you know, they, they can't be silent. Maybe they can, but I don't know. But yeah, it'll be good to know what Sony's up to. But good point. I forgot about them. But let's go to Duncan. What's the, who? Who do you have coming out on top based on all that we know right now with the cloud game platforms? Your mic, your mic is muted. <laughs> it's like a I Zoom call. Say, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mark stole what I was going to say. I at this moment in time, I would put Stadia last. Unfortunately, uh, for a number of reasons, it's uh, Stadia at this moment in time. I think we're, we're pretty much all in agreement. Stadia's tech is probably the best out there, even before we've even seen Luna's one. However, it's just the moves they're making and the, the lack of forward thinking, and you can't actually see what they're going to do. And the mood music isn't coming out because I haven't even touched on that sort of thing. The mood music from the higher echelons of Stadia is not great. Uh, the neck, I would put uh, GeForce Now next for the, the point ma- uh, Mark made completely is that they have got their niche. Uh, they are supplementing uh, PC users. So I, I still see them fading away into the distance, but I think they've got actually more legs at the moment than uh, Stadia. Uh, next, I would actually put Luna. It's because they're still building up their studios. Uh, one thing with one thing that we know different between uh, Luna and Stadia that they have got their own studios. We know what games are coming. We've actually seen the hints of games which are going to be uh, featuring in Luna. Uh, if you go onto the Amazon Games website, you can actually see a Pac-Man game, and it looks like it's got. Well, if you're in the Stadia world, Cryplay and Stitcher on it. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, we know that their first party, I mean, they've maybe had a couple of uh, swings and a miss with like Crystal, but we know that the games are coming. We've got the New World game, and we've also got the Lord of the Rings RPG. And they aren't, uh, they, didn't they acquire the guys who made Killer Instinct as well a couple of years ago? I forget the name of the right, studio at the I- top of Rare made kill, and I think Microsoft acquired them. My uh, rare is a part of Microsoft. No, it's not. It's not rare. It's the one who made the latest uh, Killer Instinct. Oh, 
I don't know. Uh, I know Killer Instinct is a rare IP, though. It's a it's a rare uh, IP. I'm just looking it up now. When I'm, uh, uh, let me see. It's Double Helix. I think that's uh, who it was. They uh, Amazon acquired them uh, a number of years ago as well. So they're sitting around. They're making moves. Their their games are coming out, and then I would put Microsoft on top because. For me, it always will come down to content. Content is king, and they are out there buying it. Uh, one more thing I would just want to mention about uh, Luna and why they'd actually put that higher uh, than Stadia is they're going to be coming out swinging, and they've already said, you're watching on Twitch, so if this is up and running uh, when uh, Valhalla kicks off, you're yeah. watching someone stream yeah. Valhalla on Twitch. Yeah. Play now for 15 quid or $15. Bang, click, play, away you go. Another Stadia feature gone. Yeah, thank you. Sorry. But, I mean, how how long have they been taught in that feature? And we still don't have. And watch watch Amazon beat them to it, right? It's it's just insane. All right, cool. Hold you, sir. Who do do you have come down the top? I'm definitely saying Game Pass. I'm definitely saying Microsoft now. What they've just done with buying the studios. I mean, for years, everyone's always bashed Microsoft. You don't have the studios, you don't have the games. Even though I believe they had a great library already, people bashed them. And now they've came out and, you know, they've brought EA Plays, they've brought Bethesda. And now they're saying, look, here's our hands. We're joining the big game now, which they believed was Amazon and Google. And I think what they're doing now, when I look at them games, I'm thinking, wow, they're all games that I want to play. And if they could tie them behind Cloud, yeah, yeah, going forward, of course I want Fallout and Elder Scrolls to go to other platforms, but if they can just tie them exclusives behind Cloud, of course I'm going to jump on that service first. And then I was watching the Tokyo Game Show um, the weekend, and they were were announcing that Game Pass is coming to Japan early, early, um, 2001 with cloud games and I was thinking to myself wow to open the market's quite faster than yeah. other services yeah. and part of me is like okay we've, we don't see Bandai Namco on GeForce now or anywhere else and stuff like that what happens if, what happens if Microsoft is secretly saying well we'll buy maybe Asian companies and yeah. we'll expand our game pass by with all these different culture libraries so I think that's what they're going to do and with the whole idea of expands into Sirius X graphics cards, then it's ticking all the boxes for me. It's yeah. going, okay, they're going to have the latest yeah. games, powerful graphics, great price of entry, all the games that I want to play. So Microsoft's the one for me. Then I would put Stadia. And why I put Stadia seconds over Luna, at least I know what games are coming. At least I know Stadia can flick a switch and have Blade 2 to increase the graphics. At least I know I've got Cyberpunk. At least I know I've got Falala. At least I know I've got this, 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 this. All Stadia needs to do is tell me what's coming in January and March. Yeah. But then when I watched Luna, I was a bit disappointed that they didn't tell me. Okay, they know developers are coming, but I want to know, where's FIFA? Where's Black Ops? Where's Cyberpunk? So with them only saying, oh, it's coming soon at the moment, with only 1080 and beta, I'm like, okay, so it's when you're ready. But I'm ready now. So at the moment, stage is second for me, then it's Luna. And of course, it can always switch. Yeah. In another six months, but at the way, that's the way I see it. Okay. Nice, nice list. How about you, Chief? Who comes up top for you? Yeah, I find it quite tough. I think 
it's definitely, I think, a tie really between Luna and Xbox Game Pass Cloud because Xbox has got the games, it's got the library, you know that it's going to have that tie-in. My concern is that Cloud is always going to be secondary because, you know, console and PC are going to be their main drivers because you can play those games in 4K, etc. They don't have to worry about streaming quality, blah, blah, blah. Luna, I I just like their model. I just had a quick look at their games list again. You know, Legion and Valhalla uh, are there. So they are either going to rush through this early access stage and release by the end of the month to get those games actually on there, or it's going to be a long early access and we'll have to wait and see. But you now I said I've used AWS rigs you know, quite a lot. I know the performance, I know the power is there. It's just how that user experience is. And the fact that things like Hyperscape, Twitch integration, you know, it did amazing things for that game. So for them to be tied into Twitch from day one, uh, you know, click to play basically is what it is from Twitch streams. Uh, and having that crowd play, which we know works, you know, because crowd play has been embedded into streams for how long you know so for the that's just kind of part of their bread and butter and the fact that the twitch following is humongous and you know youtube gaming has really struggled and i was hoping that stadia would push youtube gaming more but they just haven't i'm just stadia will be down the bottom now because it's, we're coming up to a year anniversary so they really better do something big for this year anniversary because we're still waiting for Crowdplay. We're still waiting for Upay Plus. We're still waiting for, you know, a few other bits and pieces, family sharing that were promised pretty much day one. And I'm just tired. You know, we all say we want Stadia to succeed. It's a great technology, but there's only so long that you can defend stuff like this. And with Luna coming out swinging like this, with Xbox, you know, coming out swinging with Game Pass and the bundle and everything else. PS Now, definitely bottom of the pile because the, the current PS Now offering is just rubbish compared. You thought xCloud was bad, you know, PS Now really like, makes Stadia and GeForce Now look amazing. I think GeForce Now and Stadia are kind of middle for me because Stadia's got the tech but not the games. GeForce Now's got the tech and the games but not really a full package because you still have to buy the games elsewhere. You've got login problems, you've got startup issues, you know. Nobody has got this right yet. And I think probably half the excitement for Luna is we're like, has somebody finally got yeah, this right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's we're gonna have to wait and see, and I'm gonna have to wait longer than you guys, or you at least they say so you better have signed up to that beta. I have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as we wait, we have the English, <laughs> the English corner over here. No way. Yeah, these guys. Yeah, is that way? Yeah. How about you, Jerry? What's your take on this? Yeah. Who, who, um, who, who do you? Have? I'll go quick for years. I know you want to get going on to the wrapping this up. Um, PS Now, we're not going to talk about because Sony's been very, very adamant that they're all about hardware, like Nintendo, right now. So that's that's pretty much what's going to be going on, and. Thank you. Whatever you're doing. And um, Stadia, 
GeForce Now, Luna, Microsoft. Um, Microsoft is my number one right now because even though, like Mark said, the current conditions are 720p and things like that, we already know that oh, yeah. X is coming to PC. Yeah. It's coming 1080p, 60 at least. It will be 4K by the time the next Blades come. So if I'm looking farther out and the fact that Xbox is going to reach about 80% of the world's gamers by the time you put together Android, PCs with Windows 10 and consoles, they're going to reach the largest audience of any gaming company on the planet. So they are going to be the biggest and most successful, at least to start out. But as Chief was saying, has someone figured out cloud? Has Luna, has Amazon figured it out? And one of the reasons I'm excited about Luna is for a lot of the things that we don't know yet is because it looks like they're actually planning things. It looks like they might actually have some money behind them and some planning and know what their audience is going to be and know what they want to accomplish, which gives me some faith that the service could actually take off. And I don't think it would take a lot to overtake Stadia. And I'm actually getting really concerned as if we're even going to be talking about Stadia in a year or two if things don't change yeah. because we know Google could just goodbye and no more. Yeah, good, good point. And like I said earlier, originally I was not concerned for Stadia, but I, I do have to be honest. Um I I love Google. It's getting hot in here, Ace. It, the competition's yeah. <laughs> getting hot in here. It's getting okay, really quick. hot. It's it's getting really it, it is really really hot really quick. And it's just like uh, originally I had them coming out on top, but now man, just Microsoft. Something to realize, even though Chief, I know you were saying that you know cloud game is not the focus. I so personally, I think what Microsoft is aiming for is to become the best at everything when it comes to gaming. I think they want to dethrone Sony when it comes to hardware. Uh, again, that's why we're seeing these exclusive. I think they see uh, Google and Amazon as huge competitors, so I think they want a piece of that market too. I think they're going for everyone and just being realistic. I think they can succeed. Again, as someone was saying on here, this is not the last of their uh, of the companies they're going to acquire. And think about them acquiring another big company. Holtz was saying they come to Japan, right? Just think about like them acquiring like a, a, another company that that will shake the gaming market. Another big imagine if they acquire a company like Capcom, right? Or not saying it will happen, but so I personally, my take on this situation, I see Luna um, either second or third. I do see Game Pass on top. The reasons because Microsoft has the pockets, Microsoft has a direction they have a goal, and I they're very ambitious. I don't see them stopping. And some of you guys have stated on here when the blade becomes. Uh, Series X Blade becomes available in the cloud. I feel like that should help with the performance issue. So overall, I think they're hitting it out of the park. But again, we don't know what cloud gaming should look like. But I have to say, think about this, guys. So we hear about channels when it comes to um, what Amazon is doing, right? Again, imagine if Microsoft offers something similar to channels, right? So now they have a a, a huge portfolio of first-party IPs, right? So now they have that Netflix style for games. Imagine if they start doing the channels thing to where you now get the same-day release on Game Pass, right? Again, Microsoft's not going to sit around and let Amazon run with that. That's like, you can't compete with having that huge catalog and offering that. So overall, I, I do see them coming out on top. 
it also solves the problem that we talk about all the time of how they're going to keep offering all these things for fifteen dollars a month now with EA Play and X Cloud and Xbox. Well, if they start offering tiers of service, fourteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, twenty four ninety nine, and gets you these different access to the channels and drops and things, that could solve their problem for profitability, but also for what people do and don't want to sign up for. That's a good idea. So I I'm really concerned for Stadium. I'm going to be honest, but. Google, you can turn things around, and you just gotta. You, this is the. It's. I love this because competition is serious now. Is it like you were saying? Uh, Jerry's getting hot. They, they have to start taking this seriously. They've been chilling for quite some time. Now it's time to. I think they're holding off for their year anniversary. I think that everybody else is just trying to derail them before they. But, what, what, but I think what, it's going to get to the point do, that. They're going to make those announcements, and they're going to feel lackluster because yeah. it's just too late. Here, here's the thing: is here's the thing as well. When is Stadia's anniversary? Nineteenth of November. What's happened on nineteenth of November? The PlayStation Five, you know, and Xbox. Xbox. We're going to have two consoles a week before that. Uh, we're going to have. Uh, we've got the PlayStation's launching in the rest of the world on the nineteenth. Um, Cyberpunk. Oh. So <laughs> I got two out of three. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, um, and it's again not looking good. If they need, Go ahead. sorry, if they're going to announce something, they need to do it next month because as soon as November hits, bang, it's gone. Yeah. No one is going to listen. It's not looking good. Sense, yeah. and I, 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 again, we, I'm rooting for you, Google. Seriously, but you got to the- wake up. And- but the concern of me with Luna, Luna is, like Chief said, he'll be upset if he actually went onto the U Plus, um, U Play channel, and he had to resubscribe to U Play yeah, Plus. That's, that's so true. I think you're going to have to, right? So he'll be it, people won't be happy with that. And I think what people are going to do when they go with um, Games Pass, they're going to say, "Wait, there! I've seen Watch Dogs too, and I've seen these games come yeah. to Game Pass at a later date." Yeah. So I think they're going to start saying, "Well, I'll rather wait." And and have all the games on um, Game Pass than ever toggling through the channels going, should I buy um, EA Plays? Should I buy yeah. Uplay Plus? So I think that's going to scare people off. And then when right. you look at what the... Yeah. It's so, going to scare some people off. Yeah. So something to consider, and I'm sure you guys have seen this, right? The fact that Valhalla is coming to Game Pass, right? So that might be a thing that hasn't even been... Enough. No, you're not on your head, Duncan? It's not coming. Valhalla is not coming to Game Pass. It has been confirmed by Major Nelson. That was completely false. That was someone manipulating the screenshot. Yeah, I was going to say, if if that was legit, then that would, in a way, kind of confirm what we were talking about channels, possibly in the future, coming to Game Pass, right? But I still think that's a thing that can happen in the future for Game Pass. Um, But Chief, you were going to say something? I thought I saw Legion was going to be. I thought I saw so uh, too, but uh, Duncan was saying this is more of like a speculation. I, I I would have to look more into that. Basically, um, what happened was uh, it was a screen cap about uh, Xbox Series X, and someone manipulated the screenshot to show that it was like they were advertising for Hala coming to Game Pass, but they actually skipped out. You know, it, and Major Nelson said, "No, this is completely false." Okay. At this cool. moment in time, 
Good to know. So we got 10 minutes. So let's just jump right into Xbox, Xbox, if you want to call it that. And the biggest announcement, like we've stated in this podcast, the fact that Microsoft just purchased Bethesda. Huge, huge. Not just they purchased like the whole Zenimax, or right, if you want to call it that. The, the, the whole city, right? So it's not just, you know... It, this is a huge, huge deal. And so we're going to be seeing games like Doom, this, uh, Elder Scroll, Dishonored, Rage. All those franchises are now going to be a part of Game Pass. And so my thing is, what does this mean for cloud gaming? And are we going to see Microsoft become bullish with letting these other um, IPs be available on other cloud gaming platforms yes. like the PlayStation Now. <laughs> or yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of yeses, but we're going to check in with you guys individually just to get an idea of how big of a move this is for the cloud gaming space. So to get started, host, what's your take on this acquisition? Well, I hope that, like I said, they don't put the exclusives on the cloud or Game Pass and they let sort of the games come to other platforms at a later date. I don't want to hoard these games. But another side of me is like, well, you've always laughed at Microsoft for years. So if they want to hoard and they want to say, well, we'll help by Sega or Bandai Namco or, I don't know, Konami, then I'll be like, well done. Glad you're getting the big hitters. Who can laugh at you now? And then I'll look at the other people and go, well, where's your money? Where's your wallet, Amazon? Where's your wallet, Google? So PS5 with all their exclusives saying, Well, Xbox doesn't have exclusives, yeah, well, but it's got a few big studios, yeah, it's got a big, big few studios. I mean, I, I love exclusives, but I never ever looked down at Microsoft's exclusives, never thought they yeah. were great, yeah. And now they can just say, We've got exclusives, we've yeah. got services, we've got deals, we've yeah. got memberships, and we've got they, got they seem to have everything now, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> they played they, the long game, yeah, for sure. How about you, Mark? What's your take on this uh, Microsoft purchase and next? Yeah, I'm extremely happy with the the acquisition because I've recently put or I did the thing that I was complaining about last week. Last week, when they announced that the uh, introductory price for Game Pass for PC, which for us was three ninety nine, is going to be going up to seven ninety nine, yeah. and then for us, the jump from that to Game Pass Ultimate is only another two three pounds a month or something so i did that immediately after this announcement basically because the price was going to go up anyway i thought well i might as well get the cloud stuff as well and as soon as i uh this announcement came up of the the acquisition i was like well that fully justifies the price now if you were just going to double it and nothing was going to change then i was yeah. a little bit salty at that but right. you know with with the backlog of content that we're going to get um available in multiple places now with with microsoft then I'm, I'm all for you know jumping in a bit further in terms of exclusivity i have no idea uh, i think it's going to be very hit and miss and i don't think even microsoft know at this point yeah. the statement they gave was so vague it was basically <laughs> yeah. stuff is going to be coming to xbox pc yeah. and other systems on a case-by-case basis so they it's i think there's going to be a lot of individual deals and um it's going to depend on the developers and who they've spoken to. It, it literally will be case by case. I, I think it's going to be quite difficult to predict, but they've absolutely got that power now to, to, to call those shots and, yeah. and be this monopoly and, and uh, play the exclusivity card and say, no, you can't have it. <laughs> sure. They're good. And just, yeah. Just to throw this in again, can, but do you think they're going to make other, by other studios and if so just give a 
and like a guess on who do you think they're going to purchase next, Mark? And Hoss will get back to you with this. Yeah, I've, I think I've already seen. I think uh, Phil Spencer's probably. Um, I saw he already commented that they're um, already looking to pick up more studios. That twenty-three studio number is definitely going to grow. Um, I think it probably is. Like Holtz was saying, it's probably a good shout. Uh, looking somewhere in the um, Eastern Market, Bandai Namco, a, a Capcom, something like that would be a great shout. Mm. Um, I think with the the stuff we've been hearing, like little pieces, could be on the horizon. Um, definitely want to watch. Yeah, for sure. Holtz, back to you. Who do you see them acquiring more studios, and if so, who? Okay, I would go for. Bandai Namco, you know what I mean? Yeah. We go for the anime franchise, they've got right. loads of figures they can sell, and, and in the Eastern market, they love that, and they've got Project Cars, they've got, you know, Tekken, stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that would be a great thing to sort of have, like, the most le- leading car game, the most leading fighting game to complement Microsoft's exclusives. Right. But part of me also, I was watching the showcase, and I seen Phil Spencer, and then they showed uh, Nia Replicant, and I was like, oh, is this coming to Microsoft? I mean, the cloud service. And yeah. it just didn't show any logos. And I was like, oh, please, you should have bought that game. Yeah, yeah. You missed the beat there. So yeah. I wonder if there's going to be other games that I'm going to look thinking, well, why isn't open snatching that up? Yeah. Near the first one is on Game Pass now. Um, hmm. I think this is, the, this, this is the remake of that game. So Is it a remake? I thought it was like an additional sequel. I have to look into it. It looked good. I, I no, because they brought they bought replicants out, which was a few story tweaks from Nia. So mm. this one's coming out. I think it's the twenty first of I think twenty oh, okay. first April, something like that. So okay. it's coming out yeah. next year. Yeah. But once I say when Microsoft was trying to say and we're pushing into this market, well done. We sold our Xbox and Series X's, our S's, and Game Pass is coming to these markets, the Japanese market. I thought to myself, well, wouldn't it be clever if they sort of collaborated with these companies? So right. that's why that's why I picked the Japanese brands. Good, good call, good call. How about you, uh, Jared? What's your take? Uh, do you <laughs> from from watching Duncan shake his head over there? I know he knows as well. Like basically, it's, it's such a great move with Microsoft with Bethesda, and, and as far as buying other studios, yeah, they're coming. I mean, they went from like three to seven to eight to nine <laughs> to fifteen to twenty-three <laughs> studios in five years. Insane. They've just been getting there yeah um so yeah there's more coming definitely eastern markets bandai namco would be a, a fantastic one. Oh my gosh just imagine if now we could add that with bethesda and you're Truth. only going to be able to get all that on on game pass all existing bethesda games and all those other studios are going to stay on all of their platforms that's not yeah. a big deal and Elder scrolls online the live service that's going to stay on everything um but like the next doom don't expect that to see anywhere but but game pass but xbox you know the next big games that are going to be coming out elder scrolls not the on the next big elder Scrolls six or whatever Xbox only. You're not going to play it on PlayStation. PlayStation does not cover enough market. PlayStation's putting themselves into a little corner in a box of hardware, and they're going to cover maybe 20% of the gamers in the entire planet. And Microsoft's going to cover about 80% of the gamers in the entire planet because of Windows 10, Android, and Xbox. And when you put it all together, they have no reason to let you have those games on PlayStation. And they also have no reason to say it right now that that's what they're going to do. Of course, they're going to say case-by-case basis. They don't want to tick anybody off right now. But future games that come out, most of them, even Starfield, you are not going to play that on PlayStation anymore. That's going to be an Xbox only, PC only type thing, which is fine because PCs are everywhere. They're, they don't need to put it anywhere else. So Game Pass, PC, Xbox, all the way. They're going to keep buying stuff, and you're going to see it go exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. That's that's crazy, man. You're that not playing the next Doom on Stadia or PlayStation. I'm telling you right now. It ain't going to happen. Oh, man. That's crazy. Duncan, what's your take on this? Say it, Duncan. 
not a mission. They are not going on the PlayStation or Stadia or anything. If they wanted these just for Game Pass, they didn't have to write the check for seven and a half billion dollars. Billion. billion. <laughs> yeah. They are bought for Xbox. Uh, I can't wait to see the PlayStation uh, studio or PlayStation game next year, which is out from my head here. Uh, PlayStation exclusive game with Microsoft uh, publishing it. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait till that happens. But they own PlayStation (laughs) exclusives now. I love it. Yeah, it was a death loop and Ghostwire Tokyo. But there is not a mission that I'm going over. Games like uh, Elder Scrolls Online and all the expansions, any old deals which are still in play, they will still be supported. Next Doom, next Elder Scrolls, Starfield, whatever you want to go on for, they will be Microsoft exclusives. They are not playing about. And I think a lot of people are just seeing this in the here and now and not actually seeing the bigger picture. When this all actually plays out and when these games are actually going to be available, xCloud is going to be a lot more mature and they're just going to say, Play it on that. Play it on your Samsung TV because that's going to be coming up soon where you can just play it there. Regarding uh, which uh, studio uh, they may go after, uh, I, the studio has went out from my head, but it's like the Deep Silver Clock Media, is it? I think that one where they have just been buying uh, studio after studio after studio. I think they're just setting themselves up to be bought. So I think someone is going after them because yeah. I, I was going to say a Japanese one because the Japanese one was uh, they've sort of uh, hinted at that one but I'll, I'll just go something a bit more their fields yeah yeah at this point <laughs> the, the the joke is like if a if a company is struggling financially right Microsoft is deal with your wallets or waiting to acquire so if we see any company who's start struggling you know just they might be a candidate to be bought by microsoft but chief what's your take on this move man who do you think they're gonna acquire next i think that 12 pound a month for game pass ultimate has just got a lot better yeah. you know? um i think it's a, a fantastic move and yeah you know i, I want to see what ps now is going to do but don't, i don't, really think don't. Don't look at PS now. <laughs> I think that PlayStation has really boxed themselves into a corner because yeah. they've come out, you know, exclusive this, exclusive that, only on console, PlayStation exclusive. And Microsoft have gone, oh, yeah, okay. Well, you know, you can play on console, you can play on PC, you can play in the cloud, you know. Fine, have your exclusives. Because as Jerry said, you know, have your 20% of the market. We don't care. We're going after the, the 80%, everybody right. else. So, right. you know, have your exclusives. You know, Xbox will do exclusives, but they'll probably go, oh, yeah, okay, we've had exclusive for six, 12 months. You know, everybody who's going to subscribe to Xbox Game Pass is subscribed. Okay, you know, we'll put it out on other platforms. You know, maybe Stadia can get it. Maybe we'll put it on GeForce now. And, oh, okay, PlayStation, if you cough up enough money, maybe we'll let you guys play it too. But, I think it's a fantastic deal for them. As far as other studios goes, Sega keeps coming to mind. I don't know why, but I think Ooh, that would be a really good get for them. Um, and Bandai Namco disappeared from loads of other platforms a little while ago. Um, you know, Bethesda games disappeared from very similar platforms. 
uh, a little bit before that. So is that a little bit of a hint that maybe they have been acquired or they've been in those deals for some time? So I think it could well be that Sega and Bandai Namco have been in some of the deals, whether it's Microsoft or somebody else, time will tell. But it is very telling that Bethesda was one of the first to disappear from those platforms and they've popped up on Microsoft. So there's a couple of other studios, as I said, that may be following the same route. So that'd be quite cool. But no, for £12 a month, I'm getting more games than I get on Uplay Plus. So no, that is one subscription that I'll be looking at. If some of those games start coming onto Game Pass, I don't need Uplay Plus anymore, that's for sure. So Microsoft are playing the long game, subscription market, and I think that they are doing a brilliant job of it. Cool, cool. All right, fellas, I am checking that time, and the wife is actually texting what should be done. But anyway, um, just want to give uh, the members on this panel a chance to plug the channels. Um, but great discussion today. Uh, like I said, we had a lot to talk about. But I know we didn't get to questions today, and every Monday and Wednesday we have open chat. So if you guys have questions that we didn't cover, find us there, and you can ask those questions. But Let's just take a second to plug the members of this uh, panel. So, Duncan, where can people find you, sir? Uh, You can find me at one escape on Twitter. And, yes, I like people talking to me on Twitter and debating with me. Uh, uh, Again, just to clarify some points, uh, like we've just had there, uh, Charles, uh, was it Charles? Sorry, someone was just uh, tweeting to us. Or, sorry, Dustin. Uh, I just responded to you there. Uh, we may all be, you may think we are all going hard on Stadia, but we are doing it from a place of actual, we want, I'm not going to say love, we want, we, we're doing it from a place where we want it to improve. But at this moment in time, just all the mood music from top to bottom is just not great. And we do want it to improve. And we're not saying Stadia is dead. Yeah. Good point. Mark, where can they find you, sir? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at MarkWaddsVOGS and uh, over on YouTube at MarkWaddsVOG for um, VR news, tech news, and lots and lots of cloud gaming news. There you go. Jerry, where can they find you, sir? Yeah, guys, Game Tech Planet, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, hardware testing, game testing, cloud gaming news, all that kind of stuff. Cool, cool. awesome. And Hods. You can catch me on Twitter, Holt86, and I've you know just finished designing some characters and mascots for future projects. Cool, cool. And you can find us here, Chief and I, Cloud Gaming Extreme, where we do videos, cloud gaming videos. But this was awesome. It's so cool to talk. Again, I'm not joking. I was telling Chief like I'm so excited of this podcast because we have amazing people to just talk about cloud gaming. To sometimes I even forget that there's an audience like watching because it's just so fun having these conversations. But I appreciate you guys who are able to watch us. We do this every Saturday at 2 p.m. So we're gonna have it seems like the cloud gaming news just keep picking up. So next week we're probably gonna have a lot more to talk about. So again, appreciate you guys, and I will link all the members of this panel's channels in uh, the uh, description below so you guys can find them as well. All right, fellas, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Till next time, peace out.